So uh, I'm almost chuckling about January 6th because the efforts to make this day seem worse than 9-11 seem like the worst thing that ever happened in U.S. history. They're ridiculous. They're laughable. And they're not giving up the left. Right now, Adam Kinzinger, Adam Schiff, they're all scratching their heads. They're outraged also that we are not outraged and blown away by what happened yesterday on Capitol Hill. And there are a couple of reasons for that. Uh, number one, nobody was really watching, okay? They thought this was like the Nixon Watergate hearings. It was not. Nobody really was paying much attention. We have heard their story before. These guys have been overexposed, particularly Fanon. We'll get to him. And also, we all have seen hundreds of riots that were far worse than anything that happened on January 6th. All right? It's true. Let's review. Portland. This is Portland. Molotov cocktails being thrown at cops September 24th, 2020. That was not January 6th. Let's go on to Seattle. A police officer hit, cops being thrown, uh, traffic devices, baseball bats. September 24th, 2020, not January 6th. How about this? The looting of that Louis Vuitton in Atlanta, May 31st of 2020. That was not January 6th. Rioters beating up a man in Dallas, Texas on May 31st, 2020. That was not January 6th. How about this? The looting in New York City on June 1st, 2020. That was not January 6th. There's more, of course. We can go on and on. Minneapolis, the police station there, when it was taken over by rioters, celebrated, glorified May 28th, 2020, not January 6th. Washington, D.C., Fires everywhere, particularly downtown near the White House, June 1st, 2020. That is not January 6th. Chicago, when the Nike store was looted, May 30th, 2020. That is not January 6th. Fast forward to uh, New York City. Cop being hit in the head with a baton. Right there, right there. June 2020, not January 6th. How about the New York City police vehicle that was set on fire by two lawyers, allegedly? Molotov cocktail thrown inside May 30th, 2020, not January 6th. And a police officer here in New York City, the Bronx, being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher on June 1st of 2020, not January 6th. You see? You see? We all know this, by the way, and we could go on and on and on for hours, all right? Now, this stuff, what you just saw, we were horrified by it, but the mainstream media, they were normalizing it and, yes, glorifying it. I want to be clear in how I characterize this. This is a, mostly a protest. Uh, it, is not, uh, it is not, generally speaking, unruly. They are either totally, totally out of it or deliberately misleading for most of uh, what they do. But we saw the truth and we saw how they distorted it. What's even stranger, in my opinion, how the military, our military, the United States military, characterized the summer of Black Lives Matter. And we should all be proud that the vast majority of protests 
have been peaceful. Peaceful protest means that American freedom is working. That is not true about the vast majority being peaceful. That is not true. And what were Democrats saying? We have arrived at, at, at a point in our country that we should recognize this is not just a moment, it is a movement. It is a movement that is fueled by the, the diversity, the beautiful diversity of who we are coming together as a unified body, uh, demanding in this case change and justice for everyone. See, beating up cops, uh, rioting, setting things on fire, it's all beautiful. It's all for justice if you're on the side of the left, if you're on the side of Black Lives Matter. Look at these numbers. We had two, at least 270 riots where there was property damage, significant property damage uh, for Black Lives Matter, and one riot on January 6th on the other side of the political spectrum, 270 versus one. Again, if you're on the left, it's all beautiful. It's all to be glorified, even if you're objecting to an election, especially if Donald Trump was just elected president. Uh, I have an objection because 10 of the 29 electoral votes cast by Florida were cast by electors not lawfully certified. Is the objection in writing and signed not only by the member of the House of Representatives, but also by a senator? Is in writing, Mr. President. Is it signed by a senator? Not as of yet, Mr. President. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. Not as of yet, but I'm working on it. You see, that is beautiful because they were opposing Donald Trump. However, if you have concerns about the 2020 election, and it was January 6th, this act is considered traitorous. The same thing that Raskin did in 2017, although it was done actually a bit more successfully. I, Paul Gosar from Arizona. For what Sport. purpose does the gentleman from Arizona rise? I rise up for myself and 60 of my colleagues to object to the counting of the electoral ballots from Arizona. Uh, is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> Congressman Gosar managed to get a senator to sign on board. How is this traitorous, but what Congressman Raskin tried to do in 17, that somehow is beautiful and, you see, double standards across the board. So they've tried to distort January 6th beyond all recognition. Most of us are savvy enough to uh, not fall for it, so they had to up it a little bit and had this phony hearing with these cherry-picked cops who seem more than inclined to play ball. And again, they're just mystified, the MSNBC crowd and everybody else, that we did not fall for it. Quite frankly, um, it wasn't that convincing at all. My uniform had it on. Sorry. I was carried back inside. What happened afterwards is much less vivid. One of the invaders approached me like he was going to try to get past me and head down the stairs. I was stunned by what I saw. 
it was all overdone, and now we're learning things about these officers that really undermines their story. And these, by the way, are rank-and-file cops, but some of them are acting like they have figured out the whole thing, the whole plot. It was a big plot to stop Joe Biden, right? Tell me, what, what's worth all of that pain? What was worth it? What were you fighting for that day? Democracy. Um, you were 40 feet away. 40 yards, whatever. Um, if, especially with the razor-thin margins on um, Democrats and Republicans in the House and Senate, if any single one person was kidnapped or killed, which I have no doubt in my mind is what they intended, that would affect the outcome of legislation and, and all your uh, duties for years to come. Did you know that this was a kidnapping plot? Mm -hmm. This officer is totally convinced of that, even though uh, no one else has made that determination. Again, they were uh, just not impressive and kind of alarming in their lack of stability. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. Uh, this is important. Actually, <laughs> this show had a impact on the hearings. Uh, but before I get to that, uh, Fanon here, a metropolitan police uh, officer, uh, works in Washington. This guy should not be carrying a, a badge and a gun anymore. No way. Right now, one of those parties has a cancer and we got to cut it out. I just, there's a little bit uh, too much on his uh, mind, it seems like. Uh, this is he can quit and he can pursue lobbying and that kind of thing. But anyway, I wondered about this guy because he was on Capitol Hill. He just showed up. He wasn't part of a coordinated response. And I was I was wondering, given his look, could he have been seen as Antifa? There's reason to think that. Anyway, I, I only asked the question on Twitter. Well, Congressman Raskin picked up on that. Forgive me for these questions, but I've got to ask you, uh, apparently in some nether regions of the Internet, it's being said that uh, you, Officer Fanon, maybe were mistaken for Antifa, and that's why you were nearly beaten to death that day and carried in the crowd. Is there any way you think you were mistaken for Antifa? Yeah, it was just a question. And he, I was wondering. I'm glad he asked. But here's why I asked. Fanon was wearing, I believe, a peculiar uniform. Take a look at it. All black, uh, none of the customary markings. He actually said yesterday that it was the first time in 10 years he had worn the uniform. Before that, he had been in undercover work and administrative duties, so he didn't have to wear a uniform. That was the first time in 10 years he had worn one. Did he have a police hat? And uh, by the way, what's with the tattoos? Lots of police officers have tattoos. Lots of Americans have tattoos. But neck tattoos, that's a whole nother level. And a lot of police departments don't allow them. I know the military has a problem with that. Take a look at this. The Marine Corps regulations specifically say no neck tattoos. The Army has a very similar policy. No neck tattoos. Nothing that visible. And that was awfully visible. Maybe, just maybe, they didn't understand that he was law enforcement. So when we were bold enough to make these common sense observations, guess what? The left wing media flipped out. People on, you know, all of these right wing networks 
getting on and saying they're crisis actors, saying these people made this up. There's primetime hosts on, on other networks, like giving out acting awards for who is the best actor in this category and oh that category. God. I mean, the most disgusting, appalling, morally depraved, uh, just, just, I mean, stomach churning uh, behavior on people who, who are not worthy uh, you know, uh, not even worthy to, to coexist on the same planet in some ways with these people. Raising questions about those cops mean I'm not even worthy to inhabit the planet Earth. Talk about the elite media. Hmm? I'm from a law enforcement family, by the way. I served in the military nine years active duty, 20 altogether, plus in the reserves. This guy, uh... He's not like us. He's not like us. I do wish, though, I gave out one of those awards. Somebody else did this on the Internet. It was brilliant. And Adam Kinzinger gets a Best Actor Award. You guys all talk about the effects you have to deal with. And, you know, you talk about the impact of that day. But you guys won. You guys held. You know, democracy. That was good. Um, I want to show you this as well. Some other MSNBC uh, personality, presence. Uh, really, they are trying to cancel those who disagree because, well, these days, if you disagree with the left, you are cancelable. He is out there every day infecting more and more people in this country. He has a strong base of supporters who deny reality, who live their denial daily. And they pose an extreme danger to the rest of us and to the republic, to the, to the foundations of our government, to the foundations of history. I'm more concerned about almost a year's worth of rioting that did hundreds of millions of dollars in damage, destroyed businesses and lives. I'm more concerned about hundreds of riots than I am about one riot, and that makes me a threat, a threat to our very foundations of history or whatever he was saying. Um, it's absurd. But these people, they have powerful friends. We have got to stick together and fight back. And... Um, Final word on this. They had an entire hearing yesterday about January 6th and did not even mention Ashley Babbitt. And they think they're on the side of truth and justice and reality. Of course they aren't. Stay with us. We'll be talking to Ashley Babbitt's husband, Aaron, in just a little bit. Check out the Newsmax Daily Podcast with me, Rob Carson. You get daily news, insightful commentary, and believe it or not, comedy. Check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? You know it doesn't get it. Dr. Fauci, I think he should just stay home because every time he goes out... He really substantially confuses the issue this morning. What's happened is that when that earlier recommendation was made, we were dealing predominantly with the alpha variant. And the alpha variant, when you look at individuals who are vaccinated, 
that the level of virus in the nasopharynx of vaccinated people who might get a breakthrough infection, that the level of virus was really very low, indicating that it would be extremely unlikely that a vaccinated person who happened to get infected, and that happens because the vaccine is certainly not 100% effective, that that would be very unlikely that they would transmit. However, now we are dealing with the Delta variant, which is really quite a lot more transmissible than the Alpha variant, number one. And number two, the data are clear, the most recent data, that when a person gets infected who has been vaccinated, namely a breakthrough infection, and they get infected with the Delta variant, that the level of virus in their nasopharynx is about a thousand times higher than with the alpha variant. And it has been well documented that even though it's a rare occurrence, those individuals can and have transmitted the virus. We've had teachers like this in the past, right? They were known as the boring teachers, okay? Uh, the ones that could not hold attention and weren't very good at conveying information. He's that guy. What the hell, what is he talking about? If you are vaccinated, even though you are vaccinated, you are in an indoor public setting in an area of the country with a high degree of viral dynamics, namely the red and orange sections on the CDC chart, then you need to wear a mask, even though you are vaccinated. All right. I'm not sure if I'm going to uh, go along with that, but let's see the viral dynamics map. Well, even the map is a mess. Uh, the orange and the red stuff, if you've been vaccinated, you got to wear the mask inside because of that stuff with the Delta variant and the pharynx or the larynx or all that stuff. And they say data, but they kind of glossed over that. The data, the data, the data. The science or the data, they're not necessarily the same thing. You know, with these guys, they say, follow the science. We follow the science unless they disagree with the science. And then they call the science a conspiracy theory. Happens all the time. Anyway, the issue was further muddied by uh, the world's worst press secretary. Sorry. Is the summer of freedom, as the president described it, is that still operative now, given the change in the Delta variant? What I would note is that what has not changed um, is the fact that uh, people are, who are vaccinated have a, a huge deal of protection from serious illness, from hospitalization, and from death. President's message was get vaxxed or masked, and now it's get vaxxed and masked in some cases. So does he regret sending the message that it was a binary choice there? Uh, those comments were back in May. Uh, and as I noted at the time, uh, the Delta variant was a uh, was by no means uh, an, a variant as it, uh, the variant that it is today. It was not uh, even a I can look at this specific data, but it was 99% uh, of cases were not Delta at the time. That was based on guidance from the CDC. Today, they're changing their guidance. All right. You know, when they that's obviously to me, it's rather confusing. The map is big time confusing, okay? There's a lot going on there. One thing that they did that was really bad, when they paused the Johnson & Johnson vaccine for a while, that gave 
pause and doubt to a lot of people out there. There's something else going out on behind the scenes that a lot of folks don't know about. But Joe, as crazy and liberal as he seems to us, is not crazy or liberal enough for people like the squad. The far left wing of the Democrat Party, they're frustrated with Joe. They want him to go even further to the left. And that's complicating things behind the scenes. Take a look at this. Thank you, pardon? We require all federal employees to get vaccinated. That's under consideration right now, but if you're not vaccinated, you're not really as smart as I thought you were. If you have questions about the vaccine, you are not a smart person. All kinds of smart people can have and do have legitimate questions about the vaccine. Fair enough. When he wasn't insulting Americans, he was lying to Americans. We added more than 600,000 jobs per month since I've taken office. That's over 3 million jobs all told. It's the fastest growth at this point in any administration on record. All right. Now, it's a distortion. And oh, by the way, when he said 600,000 per month each month, that is wrong. Let's put the numbers up. Uh, it doesn't come out to that. It actually comes up to less than 600,000. They would, the Washington Post, if Donald Trump said something like that, would label it a lie in a heartbeat. Joe is, according to uh, the standards that were applied to Donald Trump, it's a big fat liar. Sorry. Uh, ooh, remember the promise that uh, once Donald Trump was gone, civility and norms would be restored? Remember all that, right? That was part of the deal if Joe Biden got to town. Watch this. Leader McCarthy says it's against the science. Such a moron. That's not nice. That really isn't nice. And so against the Washington, D.C., Joe Biden said he was going to bring back for all of us America. We're going to get along. Everything will be civil again. If Nancy Pelosi worked directly for Joe Biden, she could no longer work direct directly for Joe Biden. Remember this. But I'm not joking when I say this. If you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another colleague with disrespect, talk down to someone, I promise you I will fire you on the spot. On the spot. No ifs, ands, or buts. Everybody, everybody is entitled to be treated with decency and dignity. Everybody will be treated with decency and respect. I like this clear-cut direct messaging from Donald Trump delivered just the other night in Phoenix. How about the vaccine? I came up with the vaccine. They said it would take three to five years. Going to save the world. I recommend you take it, but I also believe in your freedoms 100%. Recommend you take it. Also believe in your freedoms 100%. That is a respectful way to put it, don't you think? Far more respectful than Mr. Civility, Joe Biden. All right. Want to talk about this for a moment because it should have been discussed last fall, but it was buried. Remember the laptop that emerged just before the election? You probably don't because it was essentially covered up by big tech, by mainstream media. It did emerge as a small issue from time to time, but not too much. There are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. 
They have said that this is, has all the four, five former heads of the CIA, both parties, say what he's saying is a bunch of garbage. Nobody believes it except the, his and his good friend, Rudy Giuliani. You mean the laptop is now no. another Russia, Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly be. what, is this that's where exactly going? what This is told. where he's going. The laptop that, right. is Russia, yes. Russia, Gentlemen, Russia? I want to stay on the issue of race. You okay? have to be kidding. Here Mr. we go President, again with Russia. We're going to continue on the issue of race. So uh, that laptop has been out there for a while. The hard drive exists. There are now many, many copies of the hard drive, and uh, people have been leaking stuff off of it left and right. You've seen some of the photos, the unfortunate photos of uh, Hunter Biden, and some of the unfortunate activities of Hunter Biden. Now, it's sad. He clearly, he admittedly has an addiction. For whatever reason, he was recording himself smoking crack cocaine. Now, this is uh, this is tough stuff, and we all wish him a recovery. But someone put together uh, a remarkable sequence that highlights the incredible hypocrisy of that family. If you have a piece of crack cocaine no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Under our forfeiture statutes, you can, the government can, take everything you own. Everything from your car to your house, your bank account, not merely what they confiscate in terms of the dollars from the transaction that you just got caught engaging in. They can take everything. I don't care why they become a sociopath. We have an obligation to cordon them off from the rest of society. They are in jail. Away from my mother, your husband, our families. So I don't want to ask what made them do this. They must be taken off the street. A lot of hypocrisy there, a lot of humor there, but most of all, a lot of sadness. We'll be right back. Some information about Harry Dunn, one of the star witnesses from yesterday, a very active and political social media life. Be right back. There was an attack carried out on January 6th, and a hitman sent them. I want you to get to the bottom of that. I'm a law enforcement officer, and I do my best to keep politics out of my job. But in this circumstance, I responded. Well, I voted for Joe Biden. One officer told me he had never, and in his, his entire 40 years of life, been called a to his face. And that streak ended on January 6th. So a lot of things that don't make sense there uh, in and of themselves are just inconsistent and uh, don't add up. Then we looked at what he was up to online, and there's been discussion about this. Uh, he wasn't political on the job, he says, but he was political online. Regarding Kenosha, Wisconsin, you know, Jacob Blake was shot by police there, big riots. He's on the side of the riots, it appears. 
Why is murder an appropriate response to property damage, but property damage isn't an appropriate response to murder? Harry A. Dunn, a Twitter account associated to this, this officer. On Facebook, it looks like he's good friends with Adam Kinzinger. Let's go ahead and put that up on the screen. Adam Kinzinger made a nice announcement a few days ago. I guess uh, a baby is on the way. He's hugging his wife there. And uh, yeah, if you read between the lines, they're announcing a baby. Harry Dunn. Congratulations, Adam. Now, Harry is a Capitol Hill police officer. Congressman Kinzinger? Uh, no, Adam. They're very, very tight. Um, and also this, wearing a T-shirt with Nancy Pelosi that says, good trouble. Well, good trouble. What's the problem there? It's not really a problem, but it does give you an indication where his mind is. Now, good trouble is that thing that the late Congressman John Lewis used to get into. Good trouble. You know, civil disobedience for a good cause, that's good trouble. Um, but in this climate, that's a political statement. This is not a guy who's apolitical. This is not a guy who leaves politics at home. Clearly, it's one of the many reasons why we did not find yesterday's hearing convincing or credible. All right. Speaking of uh, incredible and uh, not very convincing, Mike Barnacle, do you know this guy? Longtime journalist, uh, frequent commentator, guest on Morning Joe. We have a former president of the United States, a man who sat in the Oval Office out there denying democracy each and every day, denying the legitimacy of a duly elected president of the United States, Joseph R. Biden. The big lie has been told so many times over and over and over again that it has taken hold. We can't ignore that. It's out there, it's real, and it's potentially lethal. Potentially lethal. Again, with the over-the-top rhetoric, you can have questions about the November election. It's okay. They're trying to essentially illegalize those questions and cancel those for raising questions like that. Um, now, he talks about the big lie. I'm going to talk about the little lies. Actually, maybe they're pretty big, too, that he is told. Some have gotten him fired. Yeah, this guy, is he makes stuff up. All right, all the time. Now, he's a journalist. Look at this. Boston Globe columnist Barnacle resigns over fabrication questions. This is all the way back in the 1990s. Let's go a little deeper into the story. Boston Globe columnist Mike Barnacle, already under suspension for lifting material from a book, resigned under pressure Wednesday amid suspicions that he fabricated a 1995 tearjerker about two children hospitalized with cancer. And there's Barnacle every single day on that Morning Joe show saying things about Trump supporters, about Trump and accusing others of lying. And there he is. Very few have actually gone down, been caught as red handed as he was. All right. Now this. Black lives matter. All lives matter. Black lives matter. They do matter. Not the way the Black Lives Matter movement says they only care when a black life is taken by a white cop. Black lives matter, including the life of 15-year-old Damarian Benson. He was shot and killed last Wednesday in Chicago's North Lawndale neighborhood. He was struck once in the head. Four other people were injured in the drive-by shooting. He had last spoken to his mother, uh, 
that night, just before six o'clock, when she asked him to come home. His mother is visually impaired. She says Demarion took care of her and served as her eyes. He was only 15. He was perfect. But why? There's so many babies that's been getting killed in the city of Chicago. Mayor Lightfoot, the superintendent, they should have been on top of this. So there are no suspects in this case. And just minutes after he was shot, another mass shooting happened just three blocks away. Benson was one of 18 people who were shot in a series of mass shootings in the city of Chicago on Wednesday. Now, 97 people under the age of 16 have been shot in Chicago so far this year. This is an emergency. We care, even if Joe Biden and Barack Obama, Congress are otherwise occupied, the life of 15-year-old Marion Benson mattered. We'll be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax, and we're their heirs, and so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. So it's pretty wild that so many are still in jail for what they did on January 6th, yet they haven't been convicted. You're looking at pictures of uh, Jake Lang. Uh, he's, uh, he's from New York, and, uh, well, he's accused of all kinds of things. He faces 11 charges, including assaulting a police officer with dangerous weapons. Uh, allegedly, he was recorded by surveillance cameras wielding a riot shield and swinging an aluminum baseball bat at police. Um, all right, that's serious stuff, but a lot of people are concerned that all this time in jail, and he's been in custody since January 16th, there are those who have been accused of murder who are already out on bail, who were arrested far after January 16th. What's happening? Is it right? Uh, it doesn't seem that way to us, but let's bring in Ned Lang, he is Jake Lang's father, joins us. Um, welcome, sir. And also Stephen Metcalf, the attorney for Jake Lang. Uh, welcome to you both. And Mr. Lang, first to you. I've heard reports that they're not being treated very well in jail. What can you tell us about your son's situation? It's, it's so unfortunate what's happening in our country these days. Um, you know, for, our, for our, our government to actually take people, just rip them off the streets, and put him in solitary confinement for months and months and months without, you know, with, with, they charge him for whatever crimes, but without any due process that our constitution guarantees us, our bill of right guarantees us for, to, for, for the, our government to pull these people off the streets and they can do this to anybody. I don't care which side of the political spectrum you're on. Now our government is so, so political. So, and they weaponized both our DOJ and our FBI to take people off the streets and put them in solitary confinement for months at a time with no human contact, sometimes for weeks at a time, without, without due process. We are still trying to, to work through this, this, this aberration of, 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 of corrupt government, corrupt justice, so that my son can at least at some point get a quick and speedy trial, which seems unattainable at this point in time. And again, I don't care what side of the political spectrum you're on. Right now, it's my son, and you know we are on the other side, the right side of the political spectrum. But on the left side, if they can, if they do this, your people, your children, your 
friends, friends and family can be ripped from the streets and put in solitary confinement and forced to, to suffer through yeah. this long, hard aberration of, of our, our Bill of Rights and, and hurt, hurt the families, hurt the people that, that our government's supposed to be, supposed to be serving. Mm-hmm. And right now, we don't have a justice system. We have a political persecution system that is hurting our people, hurting American citizens. Meanwhile, the people in Guantanamo Bay are being allowed to go free, yeah. and American citizens are not being allowed to, to, to even the right to a, a quick and speedy trial. It's Ned, just I got to jump in. I need the attorney to comment. Um, First off, and if you don't mind, I only have a little time left, so real quick. Are there any pictures of your client in the Capitol, or did all of it happen outside the Capitol? Greg, always a pleasure to be on. Good afternoon. Uh, There are no pictures, and there is no evidence that Edward Jacob Lang did enter the Capitol. This all took place, all these allegations, right outside of what we consider the tunnel. And I understand that you have... uh, evidence, there's indication that he may have saved a life that day. Absolutely, Greg. So the time frame and the time constraints and the timeline that we've been putting together is crucial here. We just uncovered this video after months and months of of diligent searches. And you've heard me and my colleagues, Joseph McBride, Marty Tankless, yelling about the confinement conditions on, um, on Richard Barnett, on Dominic Mazzola, and we've been trying to put together this timeline, and it took months mm. and, a, and, a, and a posting that finally posted this video of Edward Jacob Lang uh, saving this man's life is ultimately shed light on the timeline uh, that all of this took place. And that timeline right there where you see Edward is way before he was alleged to have had that shield up in the pictures that you have shown All right. Listen, keep us posted. Overall, this does not seem right the way this is being dragged out. And we know that there's not uniform justice here. We know that so many Black Lives Matter rioters were bailed out by people in power. Uh, Ned Lang, final thoughts, if you don't mind. Um, How do you feel about the possibility that your son is charged with uh, assaulting a police officer? Did he do it? I this. I mean, this is the, the reality of the situation. My son saved a black man's life. Um, there was, he's a Jewish young man who uh, they're calling these guys white supremacists and all this other malarkey. They, these guys, listen, what happened there that day, there was good and there was bad on both sides, both the cops and, and the other people's sides. And my family's been brought up to respect the police and to, to honor the police. And that's the way I've always lived. But the bottom line is here is that there was a lot of bad things that happened that day. And, uh, you know, did they, did, were they brought into the Capitol um, by some incitement, by some, um, you know, with the police waving them in and all of a sudden they get captured in this horrible aberration? Yeah. We don't know that yet. But what I can tell you is that my son saved a black man's life. He was there to support our country. And what happened during that time will be, will be threaded out and, 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 and tried in a court of law. And that's when the true justice and the true story of what really happened on January 6th will be told, thanks to Steve and Marty and so many other great attorneys that, will, that are obliged and will, will work their hardest yeah. to make this story told completely yeah. and honestly. Right. Ned Lang, we appreciate it. And uh, keep us posted, okay, about your son, Jake and Stephen Metcalf. We appreciate your uh, appearance and service to be continued. We'll be right back. Thank you, Greg. Thank you.
And by the way, who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? Who? Who shot Ashley Babbitt? We all saw the hand. We saw the gun. Yeah, great question, Mr. President. More people should be asking. Ashley Babbitt. And that hearing yesterday, it wasn't even raised. We are honored once again to have Aaron Babbitt with us. He was married to Ashley. Uh, and uh, we're so sorry again, Aaron, but it's good to see you. And I understand you got a big phone call not too long ago from Donald Trump himself. I did, sir. Yes, I did. As he, uh, he had actually called me on the 1st of July, and I, I missed the call. <laughs> but uh, he left me a, you know, a very kind and uh, gracious voicemail, which he, at the end of it, he said he was going to call me back. And uh, I'll be damned. He, you know, he kept his word and unexpectedly called me on Monday. And um, it was a very gracious, sympathetic, endearing phone call. Um, I, I respected it more so that it wasn't scripted. Um, it was coming from his heart. And he didn't put me on a time frame. And, you know, he just let me talk. And he, he said what he had to say. He asked me how I was doing. And he wanted me to tell him about Ashley. So coming from, you know, coming from him, um, I it's love very it. special for him and my wife. I love it. I'm glad that you guys have connected. That's terrific. Yeah. I got to ask you this. Yesterday we saw a January 6th hearing, and your wife's name wasn't mentioned. I don't see how you can have a hearing and not ask the questions about what happened to Ashley. Your reaction to yesterday, if you were following it at all? Well, after they kicked off uh, Congressman Banks and Jordan, I knew this was just going to be a complete you know, POS uh, crap show. But um, no, I didn't watch. Uh, but I, I did get all the snippets, and I, I saw the circus that was going on. And to me, it's just... Ridiculous that it's so blatant that they just don't care and they just smash it in your face that they don't give a damn about, you know. These guys are sitting in jail. I was watching the last segment and, and my wife. They just, they don't care. Well, Aaron, millions of people do care. <laughs> millions. We're going to put the Facebook page up for people to get in touch with you and the cause. Yep. I know a lawsuit is being shaped up and we have the Twitter at 4Ashley. All right, Aaron. Saying go for the legal fund. Excellent. For the legal fund, because waging a battle like this is an expensive one and can be a long one. We appreciate Huge. it so much. To be continued, my friend. I'll see you soon. Take care. Thanks, Greg. So appreciate your support of this show and of Newsmax. To be continued, we'll see you tomorrow. Stand by for Cinchfield.